This is a HeadGum Podcast. While Andrew and Craig believe the joy of discovery is crucial to enjoying any well-told tale, they will not shy away from spoiling specific story beats when necessary. Plus, these are books you should have read by now. That's a Twisted Sister song mm-hmm. sung by D. Snyder, mm-hmm. who we could not get for this week's podcast. I try very hard. We keep trying. He just I just don't think it's never going to happen. My calls after that one conversation that we had <laughs> mm-hmm. where I said, are you D. Snyder? And he hung up. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, don't get it twisted, sister. This isn't a podcast about him. It's about books. Welcome to Overdue. It's a <laughs> podcast about the books you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name's Andrew. We made it out of that intro. We're here. We did it. What are we it's, doing? So every week, usually most of the time, one of us reads a book that we have been meaning to read for a while, and we tell the other person about it. But seven times previously, <laughs> uh-huh. we have Bucks the Formula, and we have instead read a book from the classic Choose Your Own Adventure series of books. Now, I guess if you count the Goosebumps one we did, it's eight. So this I, would be nine. Okay. Now, I think the first time we did it, we were like, we should do a Choose Your Own Adventure book. They are very, like, they're part of our culture. We need to cover them. Wait, maybe it's ten. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just did a Google and they didn't all come up. Anyway, we've done a fair, a fair number of these. Yeah, because we got stuck in them because we liked them so much. Um, So, yeah, this week we are reading together for you, the listener, and ourselves. Mm-hmm. So this is like a like an audio book that only covers a fraction of the content provided. In fair the use, fair use, fair use. Rock mm-hmm. and Roll Mystery by Jim Wallace. Mm-hmm. Which is the 69th Choose Your Own Adventure book. Nice. And someone is out to destroy our rock and roll band, <laughs> says the back cover. Now, the front cover is uh, two people in loose-fitting shirts uh-huh. who are, appear to be in a rock... They are holding a rock band microphone, and I, it, I'm talking about... It looks like the playstation game the rock plastic band, baby but, microphone from rock band um, there's a record that says music on it with a z <laughs> uh is that a z i guess that's a cursive z there's three cop cars uh-huh and with they're four cop four oh, cop cars. Four, you're right. the sirens in the background uh and there is uh there are two people on a dirt bike on a motorcycle mm-hmm. only one of them's wearing a helmet which it's very unsafe um the illustrations are by Ted Ted Enoch. I have a sticker on mine Andrew that says special school edition. <laughs> I do. I really like cuz we buy the they don't make these anymore most of them and so when we buy them we go on Amazon we buy used copies and I always like talking about the weirdnesses. So mine this week is particularly weird cuz get this it's a hardcover copy. Whoa. But it looks like somebody bound it themselves and then just cut the paperback covers oh, off and yes. glued them down on yes. top of it. That's outrageous. Um, it, it also after we're done I need to return this to Sullivan Elementary School because this book belongs to the Jefferson Public Public Schools. <laughs> And it's got the like the library card pocket in the back of it and everything. Okay, good, mm-hmm. great. Um, it does not have. You'll notice that it does not look like anyone will check this one out. Ever checked this one out? This is very. Or maybe they checked it out so much that they had to rebind it. Sure. Weirdly, and now we're just here. Um, so this book was written by, as I said, Jim Wallace, who. Um, couldn't find much else on old Jim, just that he'd done a couple of these books. Now, in 1985, he wrote the Choose Your Own Adventure Search for the Mountain Gorillas. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote Rock and Roll Mystery two years later. It took him two years to write this one. <laughs> and then. <laughs> That's all he did. And then he wrote Terror on the Titanic in 1996. 
mm-hmm. a little bit of a layover there, Mr. Wallace. Well, I do appreciate that they did a Titanic one in 1996. That feels like trying to ride that wave. True, true. Because that movie came out in, what, 95, 96? Oh, was it that early? Yeah, I thought so. Live check on the podcast. Movie Titanic. 97. When did it come out? Oh, okay, so he was... A trendsetter. Well, so the movie actually was drafting off of that book and not the other way around. Correct. James Cameron read that Choose Your Own Adventure, and he's like, you know what people really like is big ships that sink. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just Mm -hmm. like Avatar 2. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And oh, nice. Jim Wall, <laughs> when they started re-releasing some of these books, um, they renamed Search for the Mountain Gorillas the Gorillas of Uganda. I'm not sure why. Neither is great. Yeah. Though, as a title. like Because w- when we choose these, we do choose them primarily by the title. Correct. <laughs> and like secondarily sometimes by the cover art, but... Yeah, neither of those are very grabby. I don't think we'll. I don't think we'll get to that one. No, I don't think so. And I like either of its forms. I'd like to apologize to anyone who thought that we were going to be talking about um, the 2015 direct to DVD animated comedy mystery film Scooby Doo and Kiss Rock and Roll Mystery. <laughs> I apologize. We're not this doing of, this. Of course, is the book upon which that movie is based. Um, I just need you to know, Andrew. Mm-hmm. that uh, Scooby and the gang end up at Kiss World in that film for Kiss's big hol- Halloween concert. Is Kiss World real? I. That's a great question. It Here, does I'll not... Google, I'll check that. Okay. Kiss World. Um, they learn about an entity called the Crimson Witch, which has been terrorizing the park, and um, she is going to... She's from an alternate universe called Kisteria, and plans to use the black diamond that Kiss uses in their song Detroit Rock City to summon a monster called the Destroyer to conquer the Earth. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have a little bit of info on Kiss World. Not a real place. Nope. I Great. guess a state of, state of mind. It's a uh, it's a Best of Kiss album released in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then they did a Kiss World's 2017-2018 tour uh, which is a concert tour by the American rock band Kiss. The tour marked the return of the Creatures of the Night costumes, which had previously been seen on the sixth annual Kiss Cruise. End of Wikipedia article. <laughs> I am really into rock and roll that pretends to be supernatural. So, like, maybe we're going to get into some of that today. Because yeah, I so feel... do you want to you want to read like the back of the back of the yeah. book here? Because I was taken aback a little bit by the yes by the presence of like magic and stuff. Yeah. So someone's out to destroy your rock and roll band. Mm-hmm. You're the leader of a hot new band called the Velocets. How do we want to yeah. pronounce that? I think Velocets. Velocets. The band's yeah. first tour starts tomorrow, and your whole future is riding on it. You're frantically trying to pack when a mysterious envelope arrives at the studio. Inside, there's an ominous message. Two of your band members have been kidnapped, and if you contact the police, you may never see them alive again. And then there's a choice, if you, which I guess we'll, maybe we'll encounter in the book. Um, if you decide to ignore the warning and call the police, turn to page 16. If you decide to wait for the kidnappers to call you, turn to page 3. Be careful. A rival band is out to destroy the Velocets. If an evil doctor who uses music to brainwash his victims doesn't get to your band See, first. that is where it took a turn for me. Is, what, could, is this, what is this doctor doing? You could be kidnapped yourself or you could free your friends and become the biggest star in rock history. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So we are going to... How do we do this normally, Andrew? What are the rules in as much as we are willing to follow? So the rules of engagement loosely are we are allowed to stick our fingers in pages. Yep. So if we make a bad choice or if we want to go back, we can we can backtrack. And we also get to roughly three endings roughly. though if it's though if the show is running under or over time we might change that <laughs> but three is what we aim for yes sure yeah, three lives uh we kind of alternate chapters as best we can uh-huh you do well, alternate pages you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Sorry. alternate pages alternate choices and of course 
do voices when applicable. Yeah, just kind of buckle up because we never know. We've never we never look at these ahead of time. We never. Mm -hmm. I've never cracked the spine on rock and roll mystery until we started. No, I just I took it out of the bubble mailer like five minutes before I hopped on the call. So we'll see what happens, y'all. Should we just dive in, Andrew? Uh, warning, do not read this book straight through from beginning to end. These pages contain many different adventures you may have as the leader of a rock and roll band. <laughs> from time to time, as you read along, you will be asked to make decisions and choices. Uh, your choices may lead to success or disaster. The adventures you have will be the result of your choices. After you make a choice, follow the instructions to see what happens to you next. Think carefully before you make a choice. Two of your band members have been kidnapped and the wrong decision can lead to disharmonious consequences. <laughs> Good luck. My question before we even be- okay, I'm wondering okay. how quickly we're going to lose these two members of the band. Like the book is telegraphing us before the story's even started that we're in trouble. Uh-huh. I don't think that's happened before. Well, and and I feel like we have a pretty good track record of never actually doing the thing yeah. that the book is setting us up to do. Like in in You Are a Shark, like we never became a shark. Never. In Ghost Ghost Train, no ghosts, no trains. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if we encounter a scene where a character plays music, like it'll be a success. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you want to take this first page, Andrew? You want me to take this first page? You should take the first page because I read the uh, I read the little warning there. Great. You're the leader of a hot new rock band, The Velocets, right. and your band's first tour starts tomorrow. You've got to tie up all the loose ends before hitting the road. There's so much to do, so many details to take care of. You don't know if you can get it all together. On top of everything else, you're so nervous that everything you touch seems to fall apart. So far, you've knocked over the cymbal stands, nearly stepped through the bass drum, and gotten tangled up in the microphone cords. You've got a right to be nervous. There's a lot riding on this tour. Your band is the opening act for a major rock group, and your debut album has just arrived in stores across the country. This tour could be just the thing to give your band its big break. The Velocets record might even get on the charts, but not if you can't assemble your band members in one place at the same time so doesn't name the major rock group of nope. course just to keep it timeless yes which is good so That's let's good. say it's the weekend right <laughs> okay um it's and not- also this is like so you're trying to get your big break but you already have an album out and you're opening for a major rock group I yeah. feel like the break is broken already. Yeah, but you probably haven't gotten like your top forty single yet. Sure. Like you got signed on to like if we are if we're in the eighties when Mr. Wallace wrote this, we're like You too you too, probably. There yeah. I'm I like the weekend. Let's go with the weekend. But okay. <laughs> I think we're on like Electra Records or whatever. We're on like a you know, West Coast metal label or something mm-hmm. and we're just waiting to to cut that record that really soars to the top of the charts we just sure. need people to see us they need to see how talented we are andrew mm-hmm. all right so turn to page two hit me i don't think the weekend is a rock band i don't think the weekend is a rock band either i was just gonna keep saying yes until you figure it out know. what's a what's a modern <laughs> rock band it's a modern rock band i don't know anything about the weekend could we say the white stripes no they're broken up and oh, to man. call them a band is really debatable. Okay. I'm just going to Google modern rock band. Okay, yeah. Google good new rock band 2018. Here are the first... Okay. Well, I just wrote modern rock band. I got Linkin Park, Papa Roach, Stained, Simple Plan, Rush, Google Dolls, and Garbage. So pick one. I mean, it is all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say it's Imagine Dragons. Oh, that's good. Okay, yes. There you go. Why okay. did it take us so long to get to Imagine Dragons? Because okay. we are old. Yeah, okay, great. Page two. Take it. it away, Andrew. We're not good at culture anymore. Okay. Uh, suddenly, the studio door slams open and Kurt enters. He's the Velocets drummer. Okay, so we have voices for uh, our character. Should those just be like default? Yeah, I think they can just be. Oh. And then we also have a voice to do for Kurt here. Just be us, I guess. Okay. Hey, what took you so long, you shout? Take it easy. I was just helping Molly load her equipment into the van. 
The suitcase with her clothes was a lot heavier than her keyboard. I may never be the same again. I'd say you're never being the same. Wait, this is Molly. This is a Uh third person. I'd say you're never being the same would definitely be an improvement, Molly says, as she bounces through the studio door behind Kurt. So she's got like kind of a country thing. Yeah. Well, I noticed you, Kurt starts arguing, but you interrupt their amiable bickering. Now that you're both here, help me finish. We've got to get a move on. I didn't see any guitars in the van, Kurt says as he helps you lug a speaker through the studio door. Where are Lisa and Jill? I haven't seen them yet today, you answer, and I'm starting to get mad. (laughs) When when they get here, I'm going to give them a responsibility on the road speech. We can't afford for anything to go wrong on this tour. Too much is at stake. Turn to page five. I hate being the stick in the mud of my sweet rock band. We're going to do heroin, but then we're going to do the responsibility on the road speech. Everyone start cleaning up midway through our drug party. <laughs> All right. Page five. There is a, an illustration of uh-huh. some sort of sailor telegram delivery person. Like a sailor. Oh, I think I think it's an exterminator because it says oh, pest, pest control, control okay. on her little badge here. An hour later, um, yeah. all the equipment has been loaded into the van, and there's still no sign of Jill and Lisa. Now you're worried. Those two are kind of scatterbrained, but this tour means as much to them as it does to everyone else. There's no answer at either house, Molly says, hanging up the phone. <laughs> I just can't imagine where they are. What could be keeping them? I'm starting to get scared. What if they had an accident? Don't worry, Molly, you say in what you hope is a reassuring tone. They A knock on the studio door interrupts you. You cross the room and open the door. A tall boy dressed in a green uniform is standing outside. You notice the words Acme Pest Control Corp embroidered over the pocket of his shirt. Of his shirt. Uh, hey, just drop it by, folks, in case you can use our service. Here's my card. Have a nice day. The boy hands you an envelope, tips his green hat, and leaves. Turn to page 10. I think, I think our character... Children. I think our boy band character is wearing a shirt with music notes on it. To because show he's, that he's in a, a band... band. <laughs> <laughs> all right page 10 Andrew. page 10 uh all right uh you open the envelope distractedly where on earth are jill and lisa the card inside answers your question scrawled in big block letters is an ominous message we have your friends jill and lisa if you want to see them again alive that is be prepared to do exactly what we tell you when we call do not call the police or else Jill and Lisa have been kidnapped, you cry, looking at your friends in disbelief. What? Molly grabs the card out of your hand. Who would want to do such a terrible thing? She moans. It must be some kind of sick joke, Kurt says angrily. I think we should call the police. Whatever we do, we better do it fast, Molly urges, before something horrible happens to Lisa and Jill. Molly and Kurt both look at you. If you decide to ignore the warning and call the police, turn to page 16. If you decide to wait for the kidnappers to call, turn to page 3. Hmm. Now no this cops. was. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> why would we? Why would we bring the cops into this? But I do want. Yo, you make the choice. I'm sorry. I should have let you make. No, the choice I thought it was. I, I thought it was. Well. Is it not the your per- choice? No, I'm reading it to you. So you're making. Oh, the choice. sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure. Sorry, I'm tucked into bed. You're reading it to me. Um, no cops. Let's go to page three. No cops. I'm no cop. If you go to the cops, you're a cop. <laughs> Fifteen long minutes later, the telephone rings. Kurt and Molly lean toward you as you pick up the receiver. Click. A tape hisses over the phone line. This is pink flamingo action. <laughs> put twenty th- put twenty thousand dollars in hundred dollar bills in a plastic bag. At noon sharp tomorrow, put the bag in the trash can on the northeast corner of Elm and School Streets. Keep walking down Elm to the subway station. When you get there, take the first uptown train. Follow these instructions exactly if you want to see Lisa and Jill alive. Remember, we're watching you. Click. Watching us, huh? You think? We'll fix that. You motion Kurt and Molly to be silent. Then you reach for a notepad and quickly write. You hold up the pad so they can read your message. Don't talk. The studio may be bugged. Let's leave immediately. We'll split up on the street and meet at Jane's. We can talk and make calls there without having to worry about bugs. Jane is the lead singer of the Epaulettes and a trusted friend of your band's. I don't think it's safe to split up, Kurt writes back. His voice carries on the path. Um, Let's stick together for now, and I'll check the studio for bugs. 
Okay, if you agree that Kurt should check the studio, turn to page six. Andrew, if you insist on splitting up and meeting at Jane's, turn to page 33. I mean, Kurt can barely load the stuff in the van. I don't know if I'd trust him to sweep for <laughs> bugs, you know? He's not like, like a what, CIA what, what are his qualifications? Well, do we know what... Is he the drummer? Yeah, he can't. I he, think so. Yeah. Yeah, he's like can't hear anything. His ear, but it's like ear drums are all blown out. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't trust him to do the detail. Yeah, work. I don't. I don't think I do either. I think we got to split up and meet at Jane's. Even okay. though I don't, I don't know if I trust the epaulets either. Everyone's an enemy. <laughs> this is a really paranoid rock band. <laughs> oh boy, paranoid but responsible. Oh boy, what's oh, no. going on here? Okay, so pictured here is an old pervert in a trench coat <laughs> by a magazine stand <laughs> the magazine guy just has his hand on his cheek like well that's a pervert well like, <laughs> pervert's back every day this pervert Vern, comes by burn pervert's back and then you can see us in the background and you know it's us because you can of course see the telltale music note on the shirt yeah of the boy good. Yeah. <laughs> okay um you shake your head no to Kurt and signal for him and Molly to go out the studio door with you. On the stairs to the street, you whisper, I'll circle around to Jane's. Kurt, you go right and take a long way. Molly, go with Kurt for a block and then head straight to Jane's. See you there and good luck. A moment later, you split up on the street. You head left and wait for the light at the corner. A man standing at a newsstand across the street folds his magazine and walks in the direction you've come from. A couple of blocks later, you catch sight of the same man in a store window. He's following you. Or is he? Maybe it's a coincidence, you think. Abruptly, you turn into a candy store. You buy a candy bar and then leave the store, reversing your direction. There's no sign of the man. You walk half a block and drop the candy wrapper. Dude, don't litter. Okay, okay, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> As you bend down to pick it up, you take a quick look backward. There he is by the side of the building. He must be following you. You feel a sudden rush of anger as you walk faster to the end of the block. Your mind is racing. Should you run toward Jane's and risk revealing where you're meeting the other Velocettes? Or should you confront your pursuer? If you turn and confront the man following you, turn to page 64. If you decide to run as fast as you can toward Jane's apartment, turn to page 39. Now, I do really want to make this choice. But I think before we make it, we need to take a little break. Yeah, I could use the time to think. Thanks. Yes. All right andrew craig i've got teeth but i don't know what to do with them can you help me you have you tried chomping food with them i do that every day but i'm worried it's like wearing them down Mm -hmm. and getting them dirty well what you gotta do is you gotta brush them teeth first with what a toothbrush okay what kind of toothbrush should I use? <laughs> well, you're in luck, Craig, because <laughs> this week we're welcomed, welcoming to the show Quip, who make a toothbrush, a very good toothbrush that they sent us to brush our teeth with. You've been using it, right? I have been using it. So Quip is an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of bulkier brushes. Um, so the cool thing about it is not only does it vibrate, but it has like this, this built-in timer. So... Every 30 seconds, it like pauses vibrating real quickly, and that lets you know that you're supposed to switch to brushing a different quadrant of your teethers. Whoa, that's yeah. kind of neat. Yeah, and the fact that brushing my teeth for a full two minutes feels like an eternity probably means I wasn't brushing right Oh, before. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they also have subscription plans. They send you uh, new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Okay. Um, and it also comes with a mount that suctions to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel. And everyone loves Quip. I love it. It's a good toothbrush. They were also, if you're interested in a famous person's recommendation, on Oprah's O-List. And they were named one of Time's Best Inventions. And it's the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. So dentists love it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How do I get one? What do I do? All right. So you want to get a Quip toothbrush. Of course you do. You want to keep them teethers, don't you? It's Quip, Quip, start, Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash overdue right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. So that's the first $5 refill kit for free. If you go to getquip.com slash overdue, that is G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash overdue. Keep your teethers. Quip. Quip. 
Andrew, I've thought long and hard about it. Okay, so to recap, our cho- we've seen this pervert and he's following us. And if you're going to turn and confront the pervert, we turn to page 64. If you're going to run as fast as you can away from the pervert toward Jane's apartment, turn to page 39. I don't run from crap. I'm turning to page 64. Okay, should um, we? Should this be one that we mark, though? Yes, I we should like mark. Should like, this is a split in the timeline. Either our rock and roll person is like, don't tell me the odds, I'm going in after them. Uh-huh. Or they're like a scaredy cat. It it just basically depends on whether we die because we're tackling this pervert or not. <clears throat> yeah, basically. Okay, so it's 64. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> you want to read, read the blind alley that he got us into? <laughs> you turn and quickly walk, up, walk back up the street. The man is staring into a store window. You stop beside him. <clears throat> I know who you're. I know you're following me. You shout. Who are you? What do you want? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean any harm. I'm a big fan of the Velocets. I just wanted your autograph. The man says with a grin. He reaches Solid out fingers. to shake your hand. By habit, you grab his hand. Suddenly, a sharp pain races up your arm and explodes in your chest and head. You collapse into his arms without a sound. You open your eyes to almost total darkness. Pain pulses in your head. You try to move and can't. Handcuffs hold you to the bed you're lying on. Across the room, you see light coming under a door. You can hear voices on the other side. <laughs> good work. You got him. That's the leader of the band. They'll pay for sure now. Another voice adds, they better or else. Oh, the boy. end. Okay, so ending number one. Great. Good job, me. Sorry. To uh, be caught by a predator <laughs> is the new version of the show. Can we just, like, we don't know why right like we don't know i mean i assume they just want like that implies that they want money is there like a backstory where we like stole somebody's song and now they're i think we're just up and coming and they want to they want to ransom us or maybe they're trying to sell us to that evil doctor that we talked about earlier i don't know maybe (laughs) maybe we'll meet them all right you want to take the other the other option there. Yeah, all right. So we are going to run as fast as we can away from the pervert toward Jane's apartment and turn to page 39. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Um, you race through the red light at the first corner and dart wildly through the traffic. Ten minutes later, you arrive at Jane's exhausted and out of breath. Molly and Jane look at you with concern. Are you all right? Wait, have we done a voice for Jane we yet? Have, we're just meeting Jane, the singer from the Epaulets yes. now. All right. What do you? What voices we have left in our quiver? We got Ray Romano. We got British. Could we you got do, just give me like a good Jersey? Give me a punk voice. Jane's a punk. Like what kind of? What's a punk voice? I don't know. Like you hate the establishment. Like how does Billy Joe Armstrong talk? Yeah, just talk like what you think Billy Joe Armstrong talks. <laughs> I don't know how I or just try and sound like the guy from Jane's Addiction because that's where my head is right now. (laughs) Can you throw me a sample of that? Jane says, but (laughs) Jane probably can't sing everything. Uh huh. Are you all right? (laughs) Jane asks. Molly says, "Wait, is Jane always warming up the crowd before the big song?" Uh, I'm okay. Had a close call getting here, you say, trying to catch your breath. Where's Kurt? We don't know, Molly says. He should be here real soon, shouldn't he? Sure, Molly. <laughs> now let's get busy. <laughs> we'll call everyone we know, ask them if they've seen Jeweler Lisa today and where. But first, I've got to call the bank to make sure we can pick up the ransom money, just in case. You have no trouble convincing the bank manager that carrying 200 $100 bills is normal for a rock band on tour. <laughs> Wait, what? As you speak to the manager, you get the feeling he'd believe anything about a rock and roll band. These squares, am I right? An hour later, you've learned nothing about Lisa or Jill, and Kurt still hasn't arrived. They've either nabbed Kurt or something's happened to him, you say. I'm going to look for him, Molly says and moves toward the door. No, Molly, wait. I. You're interrupted and startled by the jarring ring of Jane's phone. You look at Jane and Molly. Turn to page 44. This is what you get for publicly listing your phone numbers. <laughs> All right, here's a long one with a choice. 
The phone rings again, and Jane snatches up the receiver. A startled look crosses her face. Silently, she thrusts the receiver into your hand. You thought you were being pretty smart, didn't you? A harsh voice snarls in your ear. Well, you were wrong. Pink Flamingo action doesn't get fooled by any crummy rock and roll band leader. Now listen <laughs> carefully. We've got your friend Kurt, too, and we're changing the conditions of the drop. At noon tomorrow, you and the other Velocet will deliver the $20,000 to an empty red van parked under the Coliseum Bridge. Throw the plastic bag onto the front seat and keep walking. Don't dare look back and don't get any ideas about calling in the cops. We've got people watching your friend Jane and a lot of other people you care about. You didn't call the cops before. Don't get cute now. You can't... Don't interrupt me, the voice roars. (laughs) After you've delivered the money, go to the airport. There's a flight to Mexico City at 1.15. Be on it. If you don't follow our instructions exactly, your friends will die. Jill and Lisa and Kurt and maybe a few more. Click. The phone goes dead. You quickly write down the kidnapper's new instructions, then explain what's happening to Molly and Jane. Go to the next page. Uh... The Pink Flamingos! Those people hate rock and roll, Jane cries. They were responsible for the bomb that blew up the stage at Sphinx Auditorium last year. The only reason no one was killed was that the bomb went off half an hour after the concert was over. This is a long paragraph. It's a time zone thing, I guess. Those people are crazy and dangerous and won't stop until they've exterminated all rock and roll bands. You better call in the (laughs) National Guard or the FBI or some agency that has an anti-terrorist unit. No. No. (laughs) What? No, Molly shouts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We should do what they want. No. Uh, Give me Molly again. Oh, boy. It's got the twang. We should do what they want. We should do what they want. They'll hurt Lisa and Kurt and Jill and who knows how many other people unless we do what they want. They have us in their power. You agree with Jane that terrorists should be stopped, but like Molly... Controversial stance. You don't want any of your friends' lives to be endangered. Should you obey the kidnapper's orders, or should you call in an anti-terrorist unit? If you decide to call in an anti-terrorist unit, turn to page 51. If you decide to follow instructions and deliver the ransom, turn to page 42. This is the same decision as before, except the cops are now Jack Bauer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So I think we should mark this one. Okay. Also. Okay. So let's think this through. I know we said no cops, but this ransom exchange is they're They're basically saying, give us the money. Don't ask any questions and then get on a plane to Mexico city and come and let us kidnap you anyway. It does not sound like, like the traditional ransom arrangement is, give us the money and we give you your friends back. And that is not what's happening. Yeah, it's not give us the money and then kidnap yourself to us. Mm -hmm. I think we might want to call Jack Bauer. No cops, but yes to the anti-terrorist unit. Okay, so do you want to turn to page 51? We turn to page 51. This one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Man. I agree with Jane. We do need to call in an anti-terrorist unit, you say. (laughs) I remember that bomb explosion. The pink flamingos are too dangerous for us to handle ourselves. You make the call, and with minutes, you're talking to the captain in charge of the anti-terrorist unit. Okay. <laughs> he listens to your story. This was the 90s, I guess. Like, it just wasn't as big a unit. Oh, my. It's like he's, a guy. You just call him up. Yeah. Uh, he listens to your story, then says, I want, then says, what would an anti-terror, what does Jack Bauer sound like? Good. Chloe. Tell me what I want. Bomb- you, I want you down here, but you can't just walk out of there with my men. Let me think. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, a fire truck roars to a stop in front of Jane's apartment building. You look out the window and see smoke billowing from a window two floors above. There's a sharp rap on Jane's door, and three firefighters in full gear rush in. Two of them quickly put put their gear on Molly and you. What? They okay? So I guess they put firefighter gear on you. Yeah. And not like point a hose at you. Sure. Uh, As you climb aboard the fire truck, you hear another firefighter say loud enough for anyone watching to hear. Can you believe it? A waste paper basket. At least it wasn't a false alarm. His partner answers and the truck pulls away. I hope we never see any of these people again. Turn to page 63. (laughs) Okay. Oh, boy. 
You've given us enough information to close the case against the Pink Flamingos, the captain in charge tells you. We've had an informer working with them for a month. <laughs> She's told us where your friends are being held, and we've got the building staked out. All we were waiting to find out was the location of their foreign connection, and you've given us that. We're getting in touch with the Mexican police now. What about Lisa and Jill, you demand? We're closing in right away, the captain answers. Our informer contacted us, er, contacted us <laughs> earlier this afternoon. Lisa and Jill are fine, and your friend Kurt is there too. She'll protect them until we secure the building. You did the right thing in coming to us. The Velocets will be reunited soon. And the then end. there's a picture of just regular flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> just one of them just like looking at the camera all salty. Like, or is it? Uh-oh. Uh, so I guess this is a good ending. We, we got a the, good ending. We went to the anti-terrorism unit, and they were like, yeah, we on it. Don't worry about it. Moral of this story, always trust the cops. If you see something, say something. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. No, I don't know either. So should we go back for the sake of playing the game and go back to our previous like no cops stance? Yeah, this is... Okay, listen. The Velocets don't truck with cops is what I've always said. Not the canonical Velocets. Like, th- that was a... That was a good... Like a head fake dream sequence sort of... Yes. Yeah. The canonical Velocets don't truck with cops. What is happening on this... Page. On page 42. Oh, okay, boy. So, uh, wizard? <laughs> Who is that? I Conan think O'Brien in a wizard's robe is looking at us. I think we're going to meet this person in the on this page. Okay. At noon the next day, you and Molly walk toward the red van parked under the Coliseum Bridge. You're each carrying a small suitcase. You are also carrying the plastic bag of ransom money. When you reach the van, you toss the bag of money onto the front seat and hurry away. How much longer until we land, Molly asks, staring out the jet's small window at the intense blue sky. Not much longer, Molly, you say reassuringly. She turns away from the window. I still can't figure out why they want us to fly to Mexico City. I thought kidnappers just wanted money. Maybe the pink flamingos wanted us out of the way while they picked up the money and disappeared. Who knows what fanatics like that might do. Anyway, when we get to Mexico City, I'll call Jane and find out if the others have been released. This is very sloppy work. Yeah, this is no good. As soon as the plane touches down, you and Molly grab your bags and push your way down the aisle. Ten minutes later, you're standing by the information counter. You're just about to ask the clerk where you can find a phone when an odd-looking figure in a white robe walks over to you. Hey, what's happening? Want a hand (laughs) with the bags? Jimmy Perez, Molly cries in surprise. Of course. Turn to page Jimmy 49. Perez, he 49. looks like yeah, he looks like a white mage. That's what he's dressed as. He does look like a white mage. Uh you didn't recognize Jimmy until he spoke. He's a musician, a guitarist that you've been acquainted with for some time, but he looks very different from the last time you saw him. The white robe he's wearing flows from shoulder to floor. A luminous blue cloth trims the neck, cuffs, and hem. The color is so dazzling you keep waiting to you keep wanting to look at it. I guess like Jimmy Perez fought a Balrog until he died <laughs> and now he's White. now he's Jimmy the White. <laughs> hey, we can talk later, Jimmy says. Come on, you're with friends. The Pink Flamingos are working for us in the States. Jill, Lisa, and Kurt are all here, and this is just the beginning. What on earth is Jimmy talking about, you wonder? Hey, we're the new syndromes, an international organization of young people. <laughs> Our leader is Dr. Nova. You're very lucky to have been chosen to be part of all this, dude. I added that dude just to Great. Like yep. keep in the voice. You'll meet Dr. Nova today at our headquarters in La Paz. You're starting to feel angry. Jimmy was never a great friend, but he is a fellow musician. How could be he be involved in kidnappings? You've got to do something. You can't allow yourself and Molly to be kidnapped, too, without putting up some kind of fight. On the other hand, maybe it would be smarter to go along with Jimmy and let him lead you to your friends in La Paz. If you try to overpower Jimmy, turn to page 81. If you decide to proceed quietly to La Paz, turn to page 40. Overpower is a really strong verb here. Yeah. Is he casting a spell on us? Are we going to bookmark this one? We should bookmark this one. I don't know if we want to get in a fight with Jimmy the White. I don't know what spells he knows. (laughs) I don't know how many spell slots he has left today. Probably like five or three. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so which which do you think? Are we trying to overpower him, or are we proceeding no, quietly I would to like, La Paz to join this cult? In this timeline, we are totally cool doing what 
the ransom people tell us to do. So now okay, we're Jimmy going walked to the up. bottom of this. All right. Yeah. So let's go meet Dr. Nova. Let's go to La Paz. Turn to page 40. Jimmy and some of the other white-robed people guide you to a white hangar far from the main terminal building. Inside is a gleaming small jet the size of a fighter plane. The pilot steps forward. He, too, wears a white, blue-trimmed robe. Uh, Welcome to Mexico and the new syndromes. We're ready to fly you to La Paz to meet Dr. Nova. Come. The flight is not very long. La Paz is a remote town in the southern part of Baja, California. The Mexican Is this a Wikipedia article? The Mexican Peninsula south <laughs> of California that juts into the Pacific Ocean. After landing, you and Molly stand outside the jet and look around. A dry wind swirls dust in circles. In the distance are bare, rocky hills and a stretch of sandy beach along the coast. The terrain is strangely beautiful. But you're frightened, and you have to fight the impulse to run away. And keep reminding yourself that you must find the missing Velocettes and save them from this crazy new syndromes organization. Your only choice is to play along and meet their leader, Dr. Nova. At Jimmy's direction, you hop into a jeep. He drives along a road that winds steeply among a wilderness of rock outcrops. As the jeep climbs higher, the air feels cooler. Off to the west, the sinking sun glints over the Pacific Ocean. Suddenly, the road levels and follows a mountain valley. At a broad stretch of pine, Jimmy turns onto an unmarked track. Turn to page 30. It's really going blow by blow with this trip here. That Well, see, that feels... That's the first part of this book that's felt like we're out on the West Coast. Like, you know, like we are in living that rock band lifestyle. Like, right. this is like a cinematic moment that it's we have had. It's not just like, let's run from the pervert to go to Jane's house. <laughs> Also, we have yet to watch a person play music. No one has played any music. No one's played any music, no. Except okay. for when we went to the anti-terrorist unit and we sang like canaries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take me to page 30. Okay, page 30. Look at that, Molly says. Ahead among the pines is a great white stucco house. Porches extend the lines of the house and a red Spanish tile gleams from the roof in the last of the sunlight. Several white-robed people are moving around the grounds. Without speaking, Jimmy guides you along one of the porches and into the house. Cool brown floor tiles smelling of earth and white walls are the first things you notice. Jimmy motions you through a polished oak door and disappears. Beyond the door is a large living room with a fire burning in the fireplace. Three chairs are arranged around the fire. Another door opens and two robed figures approach the fire. Let's talk about this fire here. (laughs) The smaller of the robed figures leans on the other one as they walk slowly toward the fire. When this figure is seated in the largest of the three chairs, the taller one places a cane alongside the chair and leaves. Is this a puzzle? Like what? (laughs) (laughs) As the door closes, the seated figure says, come, let me see you. The voice startles you. It doesn't sound human. It sounds superhuman. Turn to page 59. Whoa. Who's this? It's Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> That's what the illustration looks like. Yeah, so it's Leonard Nimoy in a white robe. In a big throne. With pointy fingernails. Ew. Call- well, that's for shredding guitar, actually. Come! Come sit here, the voice calls again. I've awaited you. You and Molly move forward and stand by the fire. You hesitate, afraid to sit down. The flickering flames make the seated figures all blue robes shimmer. The color is the same luminous blue as the trim on the white robes the others wear. And once again, you can't keep your eyes off it. Sit down and relax. You have come a long way today, the figure says. I am Dr. Nova. You and Molly sit, but you don't relax. Oh, no. (laughs) Cautiously, you peer at Dr. Nova. That's a choice I would like to make. Like, you sit, (laughs) but you do relax, and you sit. But you don't relax. I liked maybe like it would be the same page of text, but you, the reader, would be relaxed or not. That's uh-huh. pretty good. Um, his face is partially hidden by a hood drawn over his head, but you can see his eyes glint as they catch the firelight. He's small and bent and seems extraordinarily old. His high, sharp voice makes your hair stand on end. Well, no. Just go with what we went with. I arranged for you to come here. At first, I simply wanted to stop your tour and to use your money to help our movement stamp out rock and roll. (laughs) But 
but then I learned that your friends gave a glowing account of your courage. Dr. Nova stares into your eyes. Jill and Lisa were convinced that you and the other Velocets would rescue them and have my people thrown into jail, he says. When I learned of this, I decided that the Velocets would make excellent new syndromes. Turn to page 62. Why does he hate rock and roll so much? What do you think is motivating him? He wanted to stamp out rock and roll. I think this is what happens if nobody ever stands up to the preacher from Footloose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, page sixty. I've still, I'm still thinking about the fact that Jimmy Perez called this a new movement for young people. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how young people like to talk. Uh, no one has walked into this. Oh, if this were written in the '90s, someone would have walked into this room and said it smelled like Teen Spirit, Andrew. Mm-hmm. But they all hate rock and roll, so of course they never would have made that. Yeah. Well. Uh, You're crazy, you shout angrily. You want us to sneak around kidnapping kids, blowing up bands, destroying rock and roll? No way. That was the Pink Flamingo's work, Dr. Nova says. We no longer need them to fight the dangers of rock and roll with their violence. (laughs) We have now instituted a new peaceful way. The new syndromes have started a chain of vegetarian restaurants in California. (laughs) We will try to reach young people through a program of new music and thinking that will cleanse them of the evil that rock and roll promotes. No way, you stay again and stand up. I'm not interested. Here are Lisa and Jill, Dr. Nova says quietly. They're happy in their work here as new syndromes. Perhaps they can convince you. Jill and Lisa appear behind Dr. Nova's chair. They wear long, white, blue-trimmed robes and smile at you and Molly. Uh, We've never met Lisa. We never met Lisa. Hi. We're glad you came to help us. We love it here. It's so inspiring. We're writing some new music. We'll play it for you later, Lisa says. Wait, you say. But two other robe figures usher the girls out before you can finish. Turn to page 65. Okay, I was going to say, when our when our character yelled at him about blowing up bands and destroying rock and roll, I thought the, the I was surprised that the book had taken a literal fight to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But then Dr. Nova unveiled his vegetarian restaurant plan. His vegetarian plan. <laughs> restaurant plan, which is very good. Uh, okay. I want you to write new syndrome music <laughs> programs for our restaurants in California, Dr. This Nova says. This really taken quite a turn. Fly up there in our plane with Jimmy to meet our people. Spend some time working with them. On your return, report to me. Of course, your friends will remain here. You still can't see Dr. Nova's face clearly. It gives you a creepy feeling. And if I don't want to go, Dr. Nova, you ask, why then? You will enjoy yourself here. Look around. Meet our musicians, the strange figure in blue says. Whatever you decide, you will be one of us. Andrew, if you play along with Dr. Nova's scheme and fly to California, turn to page 50. I, If you you decide to look around at the New Syndrome's headquarters instead... Turn to page 74. I am. I need to know as much as this book can possibly tell me about this evil vegetarian restaurant <laughs> chain that's cropping up in California. So we have to go to page 50. Okay, that sounds good to me. Okay. On the flight to California, you try to find out more about Dr. Nova from Jimmy Perez and the other new syndromes on the plane. But they all act as if they don't even hear your questions. Two hours later, when you enter the spacious plant-filled restaurant run by the new syndromes, you hear er eerie, repetitive music playing over the sound system. If that's the kind of music Dr. Nova wants you to work on, you think, then he's even crazier than you imagine. You look around the restaurant. Several robe figures are scrubbing tables. Others are filling up tubs at a long salad bar. Are you open for business, you ask? No one answers. No one even looks up. Hey, the workers are concentrating on listening to our music, Jimmy explains. See the ones wearing headphones? Those are the more recent recruits. They can't have any distractions, dude. Some Slowly it dawns on you. Somehow Dr. Nova uses music to brainwash people. No wonder he wants to destroy rock and roll. And if it succeeds in replacing rock with his hypnotic melodies, because rock and roll is the only other kind of music that exists, I guess, why he could soon control the world. Turn to page 57. This rules so This is hard. very rockist. Get to it? To use a music Twitter term. 
you've got to do something. If you can learn more about how Dr. Nova uses his music, then perhaps you can devise a plan to save your friends and the rest of New Syndrome's followers. Jimmy, this music Dr. Nova wants me to write for the restaurants, you say. Are there any special guidelines I should follow? Listen to our music first, Jimmy answers. He hands you a set of headphones. Here, as a new member, you should be wearing these anyway. I'll bring you a robe, too. Listening to the music will answer any questions you might have, Jimmy says as he opens a door, revealing a closet full of long white robes with blue trim. If your theory is correct, the last thing you want to do is wear the headphones. On the other hand, if you listen closely to the music, maybe you can get to the source of Dr. Nova's power. No, we are not the one <laughs> Highlander who can listen to this music and not be brainwashed. Yeah, this is not the end of Wrinkle in Time. Like, we cannot tune this out. <laughs> I don't trust it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go for it, Andrew. You're going to avoid wearing the headphones by turning to page 85 or put yes. them on and turn to page 88. We're going to go to 85. Okay. Right. With all the flying I did today, my ears are still popping, Jimmy. You say quickly. I can listen to the music over the restaurant sound system for now. I'll put the headphones on later. Luckily, Jimmy seems to accept this excuse and doesn't press the matter. You spend the rest of the afternoon cutting up vegetables and preparing food you can't imagine anyone eating. Seaweed aspic and sprout juice. While you worked, you listened to the music being piped into the kitchen. By the end of the day, you've detected a pattern in the eerie sounds you've even come up with a plan if you can pull it off turn to page 110 man what is up why does jim wallace hate vegetarians <laughs> plant juice plant sprout juice, juice or whatever jimmy you say innocently i've been thinking we prepared all this wonderful food and we've had only one customer all night and all she had was a glass of orange juice what a waste we need customers I wait. I agree, Jimmy says sadly. Now you gotta do more surfer bro in it. But how can we attract them? I notice some instruments in the storeroom, you say. Do they belong to the workers here? Yes, dude. A lot of the new syndromes are musicians. Dr. Nova feels musicians are the best candidates for future leadership, he says proudly. That's great, you say. And it gives me an idea. Everyone loves concerts. Especially if they're free. Why don't we put on a live concert of new syndrome music? In my work, Jimmy says thoughtfully. But we don't have any money to advertise. No problem. We'll just put a sign outside the restaurant. A free live concert is sure to draw people in here. And I think we should do it soon tomorrow if I can get ready. This is every coffee shop that is like flailing for business. It's like <laughs> what if we just get Jimmy in here to play some tunes? Mm-hmm. What do you mean, Jimmy asks. Well, I want to be part of it, but I'm not very familiar with the music. I thought I'd stay here tonight, listen to the music, and prepare a program. That's what Dr. Nova wants me to get involved in. Jimmy looks at you very closely. I've got to do something special for Dr. Nova tonight. It's very important, he says, but I can't leave you alone. Someone else can stay with me, you say quickly. Listen, I'm very excited about this. I can't <laughs> wait to start working on the program. This new syndrome music does something for me. <laughs> yes. That's that's, the, that's how I tell people about my favorite bands. Man, this really the, the weekend, my favorite rock band, <laughs> The Weeknd, really does something for me. He smiles knowingly and agrees to your plan. Jimmy and all but one of the others finally leave the restaurant. You head for the storeroom, and when your guard starts to follow, you explain that you can only create music if you're all alone. <laughs> That's okay. There's no way out of that room anyway, he smiles. I'll just sit outside the door and listen to our music on a headset. Inside the storeroom, you quickly begin returning, retuning all of the instruments, and you rewire some of the equipment. Yeah. Turn to page 116. All right. Oh, I think this would be our last ending. All right. The next day, you and your new syndrome escorts arrive at the restaurant. They're all excited about the upcoming concert. You are also excited, but for a different reason. <laughs> Let's start rehearsing, you call out, and we'll play the first piece straight through. Then I'd like your comments. Wait. The musicians. <laughs> yeah. The musicians pick up their instruments. The other new syndromes sit at tables around the room. The moment has arrived. Your theory that playing music with opposite qualities will short circuit the system and break the new syndrome spell is about to be tested. With the very first notes, you know you succeeded. The horrible sounds of the out-of-tune music and the feedback from the speakers begin to drive the circuits crazy, including the computer system. 
Some of the new syndromes have lost their glazed expressions. Suddenly from the kitchen, there's the sound of an explosion. The main computer terminal is blown up. Wait, what? When does computer <laughs> show up? The musicians stop playing, and in the silence, all eyes turn to you. You look nervously at the crowd, wondering what to expect. A loud cheer goes up. You've saved us from Dr. Nova! You're very thankful that your theory was right, and now you've got to get back to La Paz to save your friends. The end. And there's, like, a party where a bunch of nuns are playing rock and roll? There's Yeah, it's like an indoor jungle, and a bunch of white-robed people are playing, and there's, like, smoke coming from the kitchen where the computer is. And then there are a bunch of little robe kids. Like, all these people seem to be kids. <laughs> so, well, that speaks to the, the demographic of people reading it, right? Like, even though they're clearly, like, teens on the cover, this is a boy, this is a little boy's band, uh-huh. the Velocets. Now, mm-hmm. I think this is a good ending. I'm glad we got this ending. We got two good endings, and we got the one bad ending where we got kidnapped by the pervert. Yeah. And that was the Pink Flamingo experience? What was their band called? Well, the Pink Flamingos were the terrorist group who were trying to destroy rock and roll. And then Dr. Nova was trying to brainwash the people who made rock and roll and like destroy it from the inside out. Now, does he still control all of Mexico? He does, but we're going to fly down there with our untuned guitars and save everybody, I guess. Okay, that flight to Mexico felt like Breaking Bad. Like it felt like we were being taken down there to, and we were never going to come back. We were never going to come back. I mean, we could have explored the compound some more, but I was so interested in finding out <laughs> what this person thought a vegetarian restaurant was, it was like. So specific, and it did not disappoint. It, it was just a a juice bar and a salad bar in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And no one wanted to stay there. Everyone was just drinking orange juice and leaving. Uh huh. What does the Velocets music sound like, Andrew? I couldn't tell you. They were being purposely vague about that, but I feel like it's a sort of, um, I don't know, like sort of an alternative, but like a softer, like a Goo Goo Dolls sort of. Well, sure. Not, not like grunge. Well, yeah. Well, it, I'm I'm torn between like the timeless qualities of this book, of which there are many, and <laughs> the fact that it was written in 1987 and Jim Wallace had never heard Nirvana. So, like, I'm wondering. Oh, I guess it would just be like Foreigner then. Yeah, I feel like it'd be like I feel like there's Arena Rock. Like, this is not a metal band necessarily, right? There, there's like there's some kind of spectrum with like foreigner and like hair bands on one end and like rem on the other end maybe. oh that's a good point yeah that's mm-hmm. good that's maybe the epaulettes sound like rem a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's true what does dr nova's music sound like what dr. like dr nova's music evil synth pop yeah it sounds like the last dying gasps of disco but like Ooh. the elevator muzak cover version <laughs> Okay. Well, we won, Andrew, sort of. We won twice. Once by reporting them to the anti-terrorist unit, which yeah. which wasn't a dream, and then once by breaking Dr. Nova's spell. I feel like the book did jump, like it did swerve a lot, where I felt we would get to a page and I would feel like we had missed something in the in the transition. Whoa, that's a picture of a happy boy. That's what happens if you put the headphones on. So was our impulse right that we were not the ones who are going to withstand this the onslaught? Can you just read this to me? Yes, this is the ending. If Andrew had chosen to put the headphones on. Okay, Jimmy, you say, taking the robe and the headphones, you start to slip the robe over your clothes, but Jimmy stops you. He says you'll feel much cooler and less confined if you wear the robe in place of your clothes. To avoid suspicion, you go along with his suggestion. Then you put on the headphones. In a moment, the eerie, repetitive music fills your head, and the robe becomes the most comfortable clothing you've ever had next to your skin. You can't imagine ever wanting to wear anything else. An overwhelming sense of contentment comes over you. You smile at Jimmy. He says something to you, but you can't hear him. You don't want to hear him. You only want to hear the music. You sit and stare into space, seeing nothing but the images the music creates and a vivid blue color identical to the blue trimming on your robe. You're so happy to be where you are, and you never want to leave. Yeah, you're totally blissed out. Is that a good ending or a bad ending? 
<laughs> I think like we all spend our lives looking for happiness, you know. Yeah, it's, I'm Doctor Nova's got a point. That's all I'm saying. And if he does stamp out rock and roll, like I know this book doesn't believe in them, but there are plenty of other genres of music <laughs> that exist. Yeah, it's it's really just the arena rock lifestyle. Mm-hmm. A lot of cops in this book. A lot of terrorism in this book. The stakes were pretty high from the beginning because usually it's like, oh, you're a kid and you might turn into a monster or a jellyfish or something. Or like you and your friends might get in trouble for exploring an old house. <laughs> but no, this like, is like international. Like you are you are doing a lot of crimes by crossing <laughs> the border into Mexico illegally. Yeah. yeah. And not talking to the cops about like kidnappings and like be and, and giving ransom money and just a lot of, a lot of crime, a lot of crimes in this one. Rock and roll crime mystery. is what this one was. So what would you, what do you think about this one in the spectrum of ones that we've done? I, I, th- there were elements of it that were just so ridiculous that I have to like them a little <laughs> I kinda bit. I kind of like the this... evil vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, I think the details. Jim Wallace picked some really bizarre, minor details. I wish, I do wish that we had gotten, and maybe that that does exist in the book. I wish we'd gotten to like another performance, like a performance of what the Velocets were actually like meant to play. Not mm. the like anti Doctor Nova music, um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I think one more weird thing would have been fun, and maybe it's yeah. in there. It probably is in there, but I think the like it it took a real hard turn into into supernatural silliness in a way uh-huh. that like felt earned, oddly enough. <laughs> like, it like, was fun. Like I was there for it. You meet another singer at an airport in Mexico that you did not. Well, he's a guitarist, Jimmy Perez. Is oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't want to mistake his oeuvre. And he's like, "Yo, you gotta check out this cult. Like, come with me." Like that felt <laughs> that felt reasonable at the time. Like, is all, all right. I'm saying. I mean, see, that was my that was my thing. That was why I decided not to fly down to Mexico in the first place. Because what else would we do but get entrapped by the cult? Yes, that's true. That's very true. Um, yeah. I also I appreciate the plot of this one. I feel like we've had a couple where what was it? Maybe you are a shark, or one or one or two other ones where it's really just like there's a home base. And weird stuff teleports you into some other vignettes and then you die uh, or you mm-hmm. get stuck as a plant or something. Mm-hmm. And like this one felt like we were actually in a story, meeting new characters, making things happen, mm-hmm. trying to find, you know, the the opening hook of like, you got to go save your bandmates. Like that's yeah. a pretty good opening hook. Yeah. Cause some of the, I think especially some of the older choose your own adventure books, like, mess around with like four or five pages of exposition before you get to your decision point and this one's like hey your friends got kidnapped and there's a pervert (laughs) following you like what are you gonna do about it yeah hey call the cops or don't call the cops or don't again go visit a cult go to mexico and (laughs) start a chain of evil vegetarian restaurants (laughs) well that was rock and roll mystery if uh you the listener would have made a different choice um you can write in and tell us all about it um or if you would like to tell us what some of the analogous bands that we've been talking about might be um you can write us an email at overduepod at gmail.com find us on facebook or twitter at overduepod a bunch of folks have reached out in the last week uh, in response to our mrs piggle wiggle episode and in the like fervor for our coming twilight episode so some folks to anticipation is sky high i heard Uh, about it from real people in the real world this weekend gosh michael steve melissa aaron paula jacob Brittany, terry stephanie katie amanda nora casey rebecca marina jeff anthony erica christine carrie and many more including lots of folks who are reaching out when they say that they've just found the show which is always super cool to hear from you andrew if people are new and they want to find out more where should they go they can go to over 
overduepodcast.com, which is our internet website. Up there, we have the schedule of books that we are going to read. We still have uh, most of the rest of May figured out, but we'll post our June schedule here in the next couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, We have links to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, RSS. Those are all ways you can subscribe to the show and get new episodes when they come out on Mondays. Um, We also have a link to HeadGum, our podcast network, and to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash overduepod. Uh, which you can use to support us financially and get some get some fun stuff in return, including some extra hashtag content. So next week is the big three double O. Uh-huh. The big three hundo. And Andrew Are and you I, ready? Andrew and I are gonna talk about Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. Mm-hmm. The first book in that series. That's all mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about. Yeah. And we are making no promises about reading the other ones. It's about vampires and stuff. It's about vampires who sparkle. We've been posting, I have been posting periodically things that I think are very, very indicative of, of Bella's character that I think we'll probably end up talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun one. Tune in next week, everyone. And until then, try to be happy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.